Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. calling it, you don't have to die to go to heaven. (laughs) You know, our country is 78% Christian. So I want to talk about our uh, history as a Christian nation for just a moment. Because our country was started by folks who came over here originally from England to begin with just England, and they were seeking freedom, and it was religious freedom they wanted because St. Augustine of Canterbury had established the Church of England in uh, 597 A.D., and because up until that time, it was under the authority of the Pope. The Catholic Church was the first church in A.D. time. And next week I'm going to talk about that, but uh, not now. (laughs) However, the Church of England separated from the Roman Catholic Church in 1534. And then uh, the King of England was set in as the head of the church, not the Pope, and it remains that way today. So some folks wanted to be able to have freedom of religion and not not have to have what they believed um, to be dictated to them by the government. So they came to this new country where there weren't any already established rules and regulations, <laughs> where they could decide for themselves what it was they wanted to believe and how they wanted to live. And then these folks uh, set up a government, and they wrote the Constitution, and they added that First Amendment um, to the Constitution, which prohibits the making of any law respecting an establishment of religion impeding the free exercise of religion. And that was adopted on December 15, 1791, as one of the Ten Amendments that constitute the Bill of Rights. Okay, now I believe that these men who came here were men of high principle. They were men of integrity. And they were motivated by a deep desire to form a more perfect union, establish justice, and ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. And in the 214 years, you know, we're a young country, 
In the 214 years this country's been in operation, I mean, they have millennial, you know, celebrations in Europe. (laughs) We're only 214 years old. But during this short period of time, the Constitution has stood the test of time. And it still stands strong in creating this system of liberty and justice for all that we have here. We do need to make one uh, change in the Constitution at this time, and that's to repeal the 14th Amendment uh, in the Bill of Rights that states that a person born here is automatically a citizen. Uh, We need to change that um, and have a baby born... uh, the baby's citizenship would be determined by the parents. Wherever the parents' citizenship is, that would be the baby's citizenship. I mean, that's the way it is in Europe, and that's the way it should be here. Okay, now what we have to understand is that these men who started our country came from a country where the Church of England had already molded the fiber of their being They were entrenched in the fundamental principles of Christianity. A belief in a God in three persons. You know, a judgment day, heaven and hell, and the need for baptism, absolution, and um, the Eucharist, which became, you know, the Last Supper for Christians. And this country is thought of or used to be, I think this is beginning to change, but it used to be called a Christian nation. And then even today, 78% of the citizens of the United States will say they are a Christian. Now, many of these people uh, don't belong to a specific denomination or regularly attend church, but all of them will say they believe in God. All of them will say they believe in a God that judges them and that they could go to heaven or hell based on that judgment. And if you ask them why they believe this, most of them will tell you about the fall, which is the story of Adam and Eve and how Eve got Adam to eat the apple, you know, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and that was the original sin because God told them not to do that. And that put the entire world... (laughs) into condemnation and made every person from then on born in sin and separated from God. Of course, you know what, Hindus and Buddhists and um, Jews, you know, don't believe this because they don't believe that's true. So God prepared the sacrifice. The Christians say then that God prepared the sacrifice of his son Jesus to pay the penalty for the sins and restore man back to fellowship with God and then as long as we were good little boys and girls and follow all the rules and regulations, then we can go to heaven when we die. Okay, well, I want to take a little different look at this. What is the the fall really? (laughs) And um, after my experience of... um, of being a giant, and if you haven't listened to that show, um, it's in the archives. It's a a pick-me-up energy show because I had the experience of being in two realms at the same time and being conscious in both realms. And in the realm which I think 
was uh, the fifth dimension or perhaps the seventh dimension, I was just a giant. (laughs) And I could then feel myself going back down into being small enough to re-enter into my body that was lying on the bed. And as I became small enough to be in my body, I realized that when we decide to incarnate and be a human being, we have to go from being a giant in the realms of the eternal to being small enough to enter into an embryo and be born as a human baby. You know what? This is a tremendous fall. This is a great diminishing of who, of what we were before we fell. Well, let's look at this word fall as a verb. It means to drop or descend under the force of gravity, to come or drop down to a lower position, especially to leave another position. That's exactly what I did. Exactly. I was in the realm of the eternal as a giant source of energy giant i mean huge if i could it's hard to convey you know when i first began descending and falling back into the third dimension when i first entered the room the room was teeny tiny teeny tiny i could see everything in my room and i'm thinking oh man i could see my body laying there on the bed I'm thinking, I have to go down to that? It was definitely leaving one position and dropping down to a lower position under the force of gravity. Let me tell you, I felt that force of gravity pulling me back into the body. Okay, um, to come down, drop or descend, to move downwards, to sink to depress, boy, I could do a whole show on that, depression, why do you think you get depressed? It's because you think you're in this teeny tiny little body and you don't know the giant source of energy that you really are. Okay, to be brought to earth, I love it, to be brought to earth. So that's what the fall is, to be brought to earth. We came to earth. Okay, so the Bible says of Jesus when he incarnated here on earth, He see, he did this. That giant source of energy came to earth. The Bible says he thought it not... Um, uh, blasphemy to be called God. Thought it not robbery to be counted equal with God. But he lowered himself. He dropped 
down. He descended under the force of gravity to this lower position and took on the form of a man. And that's just what we did. So we can also count it not robbery to be counted equal with God. And we agreed. We made a contract to lower ourselves, to drop down to a lower position and take on the form of a human being. And here is where I think we fell out of love with ourselves. And this has been the core source of all of our lack of self-worth, why we can't believe in ourselves, why we don't know how to love and we don't know how to be loved. We didn't fall into sin. We fell into humanity. (laughs) We're an electron of light that came forth from the realms of love. And we came forth when God said, let there be light. From out of the darkness, the light sprang forth, quantum flashes of light energy. And through the evolutions of consciousness, we have pulsed our way to where we fell into a human body. We don't need to be saved from this. We need to know what we are a part of originally, that original love that flowed out and from the heart of God. And we chose to come to earth. We made a contract to come to earth because earth is one of God's schools in the universe. It's here we're going to learn to be a creator. And the, you know what? The very fact that you are here says that you're supposed to be a creator and learn how to create things. And this would mean that you already have a history in your life stream that has brought you to this point in your life. So don't be overwhelmed by it. Don't be afraid. This is the next step. And the first thing you're going to learn how to create is your own life. Now, if you look around you, you can see a lot of people who are already actually doing that. They've learned how to create their life. They're doing what they love. They're manifesting their desires. They're happy because this is the goal of every single person. And even our Constitution says that this is a country where we have right to pursue our happiness in freedom. So our next step is to go into the next level of being a superhuman (laughs) or begin to know that cosmic being you were before you got here and begin to operate in that giant source of energy that you are. But you'll have to unplug from the system of religion that taught you that you're a sinner. And But this will be one of the most empowering things you can do in your life because each one of us is an individual creation, just like the snowflakes. There's no one else like you or me. And we are the only one who can do what we're supposed to do. You know what? And if we're not doing our part, the whole world is affected. So Jesus came here to earth because he was also going to God's school. And his visit to earth this time 
it wasn't his first time to be here. I know I that would be a whole nother show. But it was his final exam. He was to experience and learn how to have dominion over death. That was his final test. I mean, even the Bible says that uh, those of us who all our lifetime had the fear of death, that Jesus, um, you know, Jesus overcame death and destroyed that fear of death. He passed his test. He took his body up from the tomb. He resurrected himself and ascended back into, well, you know, we call it going back to heaven, in the presence of 500 witnesses. And while he was here, he practiced and demonstrated his dominion over all of the other realms of the third dimension, which he had already learned how to do. I love that story at the wedding of Cana when they ran out of wine <clears throat> and um, they're in the kitchen and the, servant, the servants called uh, Mary into the kitchen and they said, we've run out of wine. And Jesus, uh, Mary went to Jesus and she said, uh, come with me. And they went into the kitchen and Mary just said to the servants, she said, just do what he tells you to do. <laughs> She'd had plenty of experience of Jesus operating in in his powers in the third dimension. He just said, okay, fill up all those jugs with water, and then he just waved his hands over them, and that was wine. And they took it out and served it to the guests, and the guests said, man, I've never, ever tasted any wine that's as good as this. This is fantastic wine. They saved the best for last. (laughs) He walked on water. He told the storm to be still. I do that all the time. He healed blind eyes and deaf ears. He raised the dead. He practiced. See, he practiced with Lazarus. He practiced. That was his first time. He said, Lazarus, come forth. Well, and so he uh, he practiced until he finally could raise himself. So he raised himself from the dead and he ascended where he had his big graduation ceremony. Let me tell you, it was all the celestial hierarchies of all the cosmic realms were there, rejoicing and clapping their hands. And now he works with the Elohim of creation, assisting in the adjudication of justice, of the principalities and powers and evil in high places. And that's a whole other show. I Uh, It would take 30 minutes to go into what all that is. Okay, now we're living in a time when there will be a changeover from the controllers who've been manipulating things for their own purpose and power and are going to be placed into the hands of those who are prepared and ready to take over the dominion here. Those who already can walk on, who have practiced in their Uh, here in the third dimension with their um, cosmic powers. Tell the storm to be still. Say to the mountain, move over there. Those who can heal the sick and provide altruistic health reforms, those who can discern the motives of intents and provide just leadership and integrity and honesty. 
But where are these new leaders? Are you ready? Can we call upon you? Because it takes a lot of practice and passing of all your tests to be ready. So to get yourself even able to start God's school, you will need to know for sure, for sure, for sure that you're not a sinner. Jesus didn't die on the cross for your sins. There is no heaven and there is no hell. There is no day of judgment. There is no rapture. There is no tribulation. There is no devil. There is only you and me (laughs) with the kingdom of God within us and our capacity to become that creator son of God that we already are, that giant source of energy that has fallen down into this human form and able to take up our reins and rule and reign in righteousness, peace, and joy right here, right now. First of all, in our own life, and then be able to begin to provide those unique services to our community. All we did was fall from our exalted position of being one with all love. And we became a human being, and from even before the moment of our birth, we began to hear that we were sinners and God was mad at us. And we disconnected with the love that we were and the love that we knew. And we quit loving ourselves because we thought that God no longer loved us. So right now, reunite with that love stream that called you forth. You are love. You are loved. You have always been loved. You are perfect. And you are here on earth because you have enrolled in God's school. And you're being prepared to be a creator and to create environments of love first for yourself and then for others. So fall back in love with yourself. (laughs) Get on your divine path and start passing your tests. You are needed today so much to help set the course for the next part of all of our journeys here upon earth. Our journey is to heaven. But it is right here on Earth. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. 
And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. 